0: The number, one 821 5900 That's how we kick it off. You want to get a hold of Lior, Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. We'll get into the Severance Pay Calculator, an amazing website. In fact, you can go there right now uh, as we speak and check it out, severancepaycalculator.com. We'll give you some details what that's all about, but I'm sure it'll take you about five seconds to figure it out on your own. Lots of stuff. Busy show today. We always start with the, uh, the week that was. Man, how are you, pal?
1: Hey, Johnny, thank you very, very much. Glad to be back here always uh, and uh, to talk about employment law and workplace rights and uh, another hopefully interesting show where we can get to inform and educate people about uh, what they need to know if they're working. Maybe they've lost their jobs or maybe uh, you're you're just wondering what your rights are. We all have work, we all have jobs, it doesn't matter if it's full time, part time, and the laws can't be confusing sometimes. So, we're here to simplify it, to tell you the way it is, to educate uh, and inform. And to start us off, Johnny, as you said, the week that was let me tell you uh, about uh, some some stuff I was uh, I was doing or saw this week. Uh, I got a call uh, a few days ago by a very very nice gentleman uh, who had worked uh, for a home builder for about seven years. now he's a kind of a general uh, laborer and he had worked really only during the season. He would be laid off for the winter and then called back to work in the in the second half of March yeah. Well, he got a notification recently that he's not going to be called back, that the company doesn't need him uh, now. And effectively, the way that uh, this was phrased to him or or framed to him was, well, we'll we'll call you back if we need you at some point. Hopefully, as the season goes on, we'll be busier and we'll need you. And and until then, uh, hang tight. And uh, he spoke with uh, some people that that he knows. They work in the same industry. And they said, yeah, yeah, no, that's kind of how – it is, you know, if you're you're not uh, called back at this point, just mm-hmm. either find another job or wait. Right. Even though John, for seven years, he was always called back at the same time in March, always went back to work, worked till uh, you know mid late November. I did that every single year, uh, and uh, that despite that, despite what he was told, he gave me a call, and and I was very surprised that people told him that he can't do anything because the reality was, John, as as hopefully you know and some of our listeners know, is of course the employer cannot do that. If he is now uh, an employee that always gets called back in March and the employer decides that this year they're not going to do that, well, guess what? That is a termination. Mm -hmm. His employment has been terminated. Because his employment has been terminated, he's owed severance. For him, about eight months' pay. So that's very, very important to understand. Some people believe that because you're in the construction industry, maybe different rules apply, that you don't get severance or that the employer can do whatever it wants. Well, this is a classic example of that not being the case. He got severance, he gets severance, uh, and and the employer cannot do uh, what it wants. They can't just decide not to call him back. Now, if it was one of those things that sometimes they call him back in March, sometimes they don't call him back at all, sometimes they call him back in July, and that's what they've been doing for seven years, that would be different. That would be the deal at that point. But that's not what happened here. Every year it was the same thing. Once the employer decided not to do that, in the eyes of the law, that is a termination, and he gets full severance.
0: Nice, nice. What else you got going for me?
1: Well, the the second matter I'll tell you, it's, it's it's actually not a case. I I got a a very upset email from from someone uh, uh, earlier this week. Someone that used a severance calculator. You mentioned it off the top of the show, and yep. and, and we'll talk about it more uh, a bit later. But he used a severance calculator, and he sent me a very angry, not, not upset, and a bit profane email Uh uh, effectively saying, uh, you know, how dare I tell someone that he gets all this amount and here's what the Ministry of Labor says. And he, in fact, copied and pasted uh, quotations from the Ministry of Labor website. Effectively, he was saying, you know, the Ministry of Labor says I only get severance if I work for the company for more than five years. You say that I get severance either way. You're misleading people. That's wrong, etc. And And he was very upset. And you know what? The natural reaction for someone may be, well, I should get upset in return, but I'm not upset about that. The reason I'm not upset is because I understand the, uh, the frustration, I understand the confusion. I understand why someone like him, and a lot of people like him, would be confused and think that the severance calculator is wrong, and that you don't get severance in these situations. The reason for that is that the information on the Ministry of Labor website, as I've said before, is misleading. That information only is, is only with respect to a person's minimum entitlements, not full entitlements. It only provides a small portion of what someone is actually owed if they lost their job. So when you go to the Ministry of Labor website and it says you only get severance if you work for a large company and if you work for more than five years, that's only a, true with respect to your, a small portion of your entitlements. Your full entitlements have nothing to do with that. Right. You get severance. Even if you work for a month, even if you work for a tiny company with one employee, you get severance in all those situations. That's what the severance calculator does. It calculates that. And I explained it to this person. I gave him an example and he ended up apologizing. But, but I think there's an important lesson there because a lot of people still go to the Ministry of Labor, either the, 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 to their website or they call the Ministry of Labor and they get this incorrect information. So please, understand the distinction between minimum entitlements and full entitlements. Understand that the Ministry of Labor cannot, does not, will not advise you with respect to your full entitlements. To do that, you have to seek legal advice. You can use the severance calculator, but you cannot rely on the Ministry of Labor.
0: Again, as we just uh, get ready for our first break, let's just uh, reiterate again, severance pay calculator. Three pieces of information is all you really need and get an accurate number, right?
1: That's it. Well, you start off by going to the website severancepaycalculator.com or you can download the app on your your favorite uh, uh phone. And that's it. Once you're there, you input your age, your position and the length of your employment. Those three pieces of information. It's a drop-down menu. You don't have to think long and hard about it and then it tells you how many months or weeks severance you are owed. Whether you work for a company for 6 months or 26 years, Whether you're in a senior position, a junior, young or old, it works just the same. It should be the very first place you go to uh, when you lose your job if you need to find out how much you are fully owed. SeverancePayCalculator.com. Check it out.
0: 1-855-821-5900 is the number. Leor at EmploymentHour.com through the email. We'll get to some of those later on the show. And after a break, we'll get into uh, returning to work after a medical absence or disability. If you've come across this, if you know someone that's in this situation, this next uh, few minutes is definitely for you as we continue and get rolling here on the Employment Hour on Talk Radio, AM 640 and AM 900 CHML. And one 821 5900 is that number anytime leor at employmenthour.com severancepaycalculator.com you want to find out what you're really owed uh, when it comes to your severance the correct numbers are there for you to, uh, to have a look at and compare to the paper that's in front of you if and when uh, that ever happens returning to work after a medical absence or disability so i'll throw some questions across to you you can answer them and some of these came through email as well i'll kind of mix them in uh, first of all how long can employee be off because of a medical issue
1: Yeah. And John, this is a topic that comes up very, very often. And it's a topic that a lot of people struggle with. You know, I'm on a medical condition, a medical disability. I have a medical condition. I'm off work. I want to return back to work. You know, what does that mean? First of all, when can I go off? How long can I be off? What if my employer doesn't want to take me back? You know, if you're off on a medical condition, that's already stressful enough. That's hard enough. You're, you're trying to get better. You, you, you know, If you have to deal with a problem employer, if you're, you're stressed out about uh, returning to work, that could not help things. That can make it even more difficult for you to get better. So that's what we're going to try to do over the next couple of uh, segments here is talk a bit about that. And you asked me, when can someone go off work? Well, ultimately, you can go off work on a medical leave of absence as long as a doctor says that you need to do that. So it's not you, the individual's decision uh, to, to, to say that. The doctor has to decide that. Now, you're going to go to the doctor and tell them why you feel you can't work. But ultimately, if the doctor agrees, he or she has to corroborate that, mm-hmm. provide a letter, a note to your employer. And in that note, they would say that you have to be off. Now, that doesn't have to be a deadline. They, they don't have to say you'll be off for a day, a week, a month. It could be until the doctor clears you. But as long as a doctor says you need to be off work, then the employer has to—not, not, not—maybe not the employer absolutely has to give you time off work to get better, uh, irrespective of how long you need to be off.
0: So, uh, when can employee return to work?
1: Well, an employee, just like an employee can return to, or can go off work if a doctor says so, you can return to work when your doctor clears you. So. That 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 is up to the doctor. If you're you're better and you're getting treatment, your doctor will ultimately decide when you can go back to work. And and remember, that could be after being away for a day. It could be after being away for a year or more. If the doctor decides that you can go off work and now you're ready to return, the doctor will have to provide that a letter, a note, something clearing you. And if a doctor says that you have the right to go back to work, which then imposes the obligation on the employer to take you back to work. So remember, it's all tied to the doctor. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the doctor is not going to do anything in a vacuum. Uh, presumably, the doctor is not going to say you have to go back to work. If you're telling the doctor you're not capable of doing it, but ultimately, the doctor makes the decision either way. Family doctor, whatever treating doctor, if you have, if it's a surgeon or a psychiatrist, the doctor has to make that decision.
0: one 821 5900 is the number to get a hold of Lior anytime. So returning to work after a medical absence or disability is what we're talking about. Um, so what does an employee do when he's ready or she's ready after a disability to get back to work? Because they could have been off for quite a while, right?
1: Right. First of all, it's always a good idea to keep your employer posted while you're right. off work, right. to, to keep them up to date. So Especially if you're going to be off for a while. If you're going to be off for a few days, not as important. But if you're going to be off for a few weeks, a few months, or, or, or longer, you want to update the employer throughout. You know, you maybe give them a doctor's note saying you're still getting treatment or you're still off. Just make sure that they understand that it's still your intention to come back to work, that you're getting better or you're working on getting better, uh, that you haven't just you know kind of disappeared uh, into the atmosphere. So keep your employer updated. Keep them informed. It's okay even send an email every once in a while saying, I'm still working on getting better. I will update you whenever I have something new. Good idea. Now, if you're ready to return to work, I think the, the first step you do is you contact your employer and tell them, I've been cleared to return to work. Do you need anything from my doctor? Sometimes the employer may say, yes, we do. Sometimes the employer may say, no, we don't need to let's make arrangements to return. But that's the. it starts with that call or that email where you tell them you've been cleared to return to work. Uh, You may just want to simply send the the note from a doctor if you have it just to to save time. And once you've done that, at that point, you have a right to your job. The employer has to take you back to work uh, as soon as you've done that.
0: Do you send it to your supervisor or does it go to HR or do everybody...
1: Well, it, it really does depend on the company. A, a large company with an HR department, you probably are going to send it to the HR person uh, that, that you know that you're dealing with. Uh, if it's a small company, you know, a few employees, you're going to send it to the person that you report to or maybe yeah. even the owner of the company. Uh, it, it really does depend. It's whoever ultimately decision is it's going to be. Uh, you know, if you're working for IBM, you're not going to send it to the CEO of IBM. You're going to send it to the HR person that deals with your department. Uh, you know, if you're working for Bob's garage, you're probably just going to send it to Bob directly. So uh, use discretion and judgment at that point, but someone on behalf of the company needs to be informed. You can come back to work.
0: We'll take a, a quick break. 1 855 821 5900. Leor's number anytime. Leor at employmenthour.com through email. We'll get some emails a little later on. And we continue our discussion as well returning to work after medical absence or disability. And check out severancepaycalculator.com as well. The employment hour right here. Talk radio, AM 640. And AM nine hundred CHML one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred is the number. Lior at employmenthour.com. You can call that number anytime, even outside of show hours, and email as well. We're talking about returning to work after a medical absence or disability. We're down to this one. So, what if the employee uh, they're ready to come back, but they're not uh, they're not in tip top shape, not one hundred percent, and they need some uh, accommodation. What's the uh, What's the path then?
1: Yeah, and and that is actually quite common, especially for for longer absences. When you're going to be clear to return to work, you may not necessarily be able to do everything you were doing before. You may need some help. You may not be able to work the same amount of hours. You may not be able to do all the elements of the job, maybe some of the physical aspects of the job you can't do. Uh, You may need some help, uh, at least for a while, to maybe gradually return back to what you were doing before. That is very common. It's very proper. So we call this accommodation. Your employer has to provide accommodation. They have a very strict duty to accommodate. So uh, that means that if you can't come back to work uh, doing exactly in everything that you were doing before, uh, your employer has to accommodate that and make arrangements to provide you with uh, a job and, and work that meets your limitations. Uh, It's not up to the employer. The employer cannot say, well, no, unless you come back to the same job, same hours, same everything, we're not going to take you back. That will be illegal. That will be a violation of the Human Rights Code. Uh, Our laws are very clear and very strict that the employer has that duty to accommodate. Now, just like I was saying before, that duty to accommodate is triggered by a doctor. So you, the individual, can't decide, well, I can only work five hours a day instead of eight uh, for the next three weeks, your doctor has to decide that. Of course, your doctor is going to do that in consultation with you, but the doctor has to decide that. So your employer only has to provide that accommodation if it if it comes from a doctor. So if you can't work everything or, or do everything you were doing before, maybe you need less hours, maybe you need uh, the ability to work from home sometimes, then you need to have a doctor say that, put that in writing, and be, be very clear and specific then you provide that to your employer, and at that point, your employer has a duty to accommodate. If they don't, that's illegal. That's a human rights violation. It could also be a constructive dismissal. You may be entitled to compensation. And I think most of them, most employers now, hopefully, by now, know about this duty to accommodate and know that it's not up to them to decide whether they want to uh, to do it or not. They have to do it, John.
0: So, what kind of uh, accommodation are they? Uh, you know, do they have to require, or what kind of accommodations are there generally?
1: There's a lot, and there's really no uh, you know finite list. Uh, it could be anything from different hours. It can be anything from uh, different duties, uh, different work location. For example, you may not be able to 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 drive to work because you can't sit for a certain period of time, so you may need. Uh, and the opportunity either to work from home sometimes or if the employer has a different location to work at a different location. So really anything that the employer can do, obviously there's a limit to this, uh, but just so you know, John, just because there's a limit to the duty to accommodate doesn't mean that it's easy to reach that limit. We call this accommodation to the point of undue hardship. What that means is the employer has to accommodate even if it's hard. At some point, it becomes too hard but well, it's only when it gets to that level where it's really, really too hard, then they don't have to accommodate. For example, you know, if by accommodating you, they have to hire three people to help you out. Well, that's not reasonable for them to hire three people just to help you do your job. But other than that, some people may need to do an office job instead of a physical labor job, at least for a period of time. Some people may be allowed to work from home. Some people may be allowed to work an hour a day, and then two hours, and then three hours gradually. To get them back to what they were doing before, any of those things and others are valid, legitimate uh, duty to accommodate requirements. Again, as long as it's specified by a doctor.
0: And then, once it goes beyond that, uh, what is it called for the employee if they don't have to?
1: So, if uh, if the employee uh, doesn't, if, if the employer gets to the point where they don't have to provide right. that accommodation. Then at that point, the employee may continue to to be on a leave of absence until the employer can't provide that accommodation. So if the type of accommodation that you require legitimately cannot be done by the employer, and by the way, that may be common with a small employer, a very small employer, may have it may, it may be more difficult for them to accommodate because yeah. they don't have as much flexibility. They don't, they don't have as many positions available. You know The the Royal Bank of Canada, I'm just using that as an example, has a lot of positions, a lot of different things it could do. So it's more difficult for the Royal Bank of Canada to say, "Uh, I'm not going to accommodate than it may be for a very small employer. But if legitimately the employer cannot accommodate, then the employee can stay on a leave until either the employer can accommodate or the employee is better to come back to work without the requirement for accommodation. Now, that said, John, in my experience... A lot of uh, times I see employers, they don't want to go far enough to accommodate. Mm -hmm. They say, well, we'll accommodate you to this point, but not beyond, even though the law says that they should be doing that. If that happens, again, that's illegal. That's a violation of the human rights code. Mm -hmm. So if you're trying to come back to work and your employer either won't let you or your employer will not accommodate you to the point that they need to accommodate you, you have to give me a call. I can usually do one of two things in that situation. I can either give them the, the old uh, kick in the pants, so to speak, and get them to, uh, to do what they need to and accommodate you, or I can get you compensation. Uh, but don't just uh, assume that if the employer is saying, well, I'm not going to accommodate or I can't accommodate, that that ends it, that they're right about that. It's not that simple. They still have to accommodate even if it's not easy.
0: 1-855-821-5900 is the number any time. Keep that in uh, your phone to get hold of Lior if you need him, and Leor L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. And you got a few moments, check out the Severance Pay Calculator. It's accurate to give you the information what your severance should be worth. Based on some basic criteria, you can use it. It takes 30 seconds to do so. SeverancePayCalculator.com. More of the Employment hours is coming right up. It's Talk Radio AM 640 and AM 900 CHML. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred 5900 is the number. Leor at employmenthour.com. We'll get to another point here under this topic, and we'll bounce over to uh, an email. Um, we were talking about returning to work after medical absence or disability. So, what should employers employers now do if they have an employee that's on a disability leave, and they want to know when that employee, if and when, they're going to return to work?
1: Well, and that's exactly what the employer should want to know. They should want to know when the employee is going to come back to work, how long they're going to be away, and perhaps whether they're going to have any limitations. Uh, and the, the main thing I say to employers is don't forget about employees that are off on a disability leave. Uh, I said that the employee should stay in touch with the employer, but the employer should also stay in touch with the employee. It's absolutely okay to, to follow up with the employee and find out if there's an update, uh, if there's anything new, if they can provide you any uh, information. Now, there's a fine line between doing that and, and harassing an employee. I do not want employers to uh be calling employees daily when are you coming back to work why aren't you back to work why didn't i get a doctor's note that's wrong and that could lead to a, could lead to a lot of legal liability an employer cannot do that but it's absolutely fine to follow up every once in a while to get some information now uh the best way to find out how long the employee is going to be away is to ask that question it's absolutely fine to to ask the employee to get a doctor's note or a doctor's letter outlining how long the doctor expects the employee to be off work. Now, the doctor may not be able to say so necessarily, mm-hmm. but they may, be able to, they may be able to or they may be able to tell you, we're going to reassess them in a week, in a month, in a year, whatever that is. And at least that gives you some information. It's okay to ask questions. If you have more specific questions for the doctor in terms of any limitation that the employee has, the employer can do that as well. It's okay to to tell the doctor here's the type of job that we have for him. Can he or she do that job? Right. So it's okay for the doctor, for sorry, for the employer to ask specific information from the doctor. That said, John, and as you know, we've said before on the show, the employer is not allowed to know uh, what the actual medical condition is, right. what the diagnosis is. So the employer cannot ask, well, tell me what, what you're sick for, from, or, or whether you uh, what, what's your medical condition. That is private, and the employer does not have a right to know that the employee certainly has no obligation to say what that is. The employer does have a right to know what the prognosis is, how long the employee is going to be off work, what the limitations are going to be, uh, and, and when they can expect them back. That's very important.
0: One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred is the number, and Leor at employmenthour.com got an email from Adam says, I was given an ultimatum. To either resign or be fired because the owner of the company caught me talking on Skype at the office. I have until Monday. That's what they've given me to decide. What do I do?
1: Yeah, well, you know that that's a, that's nonsense, frankly. Uh, <laughs> first of all, uh, even even if what you did here by being on Skype was bad enough to be fired, okay? By you quitting, you resigning, that's actually not better know, a lot of people think, well, I resigned because I didn't want to get fired. No. There's, there's this mythical or mystical or whatever you want to call it notion that somehow it's better to resign than to be fired. No, nonsense. Never happens. It doesn't exist. The better approach is if someone wants to let you go, they can. Uh, but then oftentimes there's obligations to provide compensation. Now, in this situation, as I understand it, if you were on Skype, well, let's think about context. If you're on Skype every single day for three hours and your employer's told you to stop and they've told you that if you do it again, you'll be fired and you did it anyway, well, yeah, guess what? At some point, what's the employer supposed to do? Mm -hmm. And they can let you go and they won't have to pay your compensation. But if you went on Skype and the employer caught you and he probably shouldn't have, well, no, that's not a, a firing offense. Not to say that maybe you did something, you didn't do something wrong. You probably did do something wrong but it's not enough to rise to the level of cause. So if your employer wants to let you go because they caught you on Skype in a situation like that, they'd have to pay you full severance. And depending on your age, position, and the length of your employment, that could be significant. Remember, everyone listening here, that it's very difficult to terminate someone for cause. It's the death penalty of the employment relationship because, because it's the, uh, reserved for the worst offenders. The fact that you may have done something wrong does not mean you could be fired for college. So in this case, give me a call off here. Let me find out some more particulars from you, but do not quit whatever you do.
0: We'll get to one more quickly here. We got another minute or so. I know this one's not gonna take you too long. Bev says, uh, now that my son is in preschool, I need to be able to leave work 30 minutes early to pick him up on time. My employer has said that uh, he will only let me do this for a month then no more. What can I do?
1: Well, you know, the employer has a duty to accommodate also what we call based on family status. So if you're, uh, you're a care provider for your child and the only way you really you can get to them is by this accommodation from the employer, the employer has to provide that accommodation. Even if it's 30 minutes uh, and they, they can't just do that for a month, they may have to do it indefinitely. Now, if there's other reasonable ways you can get to your child or have someone get to your child, well, that's different. But if the, the the only reasonable way for you to meet your child care obligations is by this accommodation from your employer, your employer has to do that. Our courts have been clear about that. Our human rights tribunals have been uh, clear about that. And if your employer refuses to do that, give me a call.
0: 1-855-821-5900. That is the number right there. And Leor at employmenthour.com through email. Lots more coming up. We'll take a short break here. It's the Employment Hour Talk Radio, AM 640 and AM 900 CHML. one 821 5900 is that number, Lior at employmenthour.com. You want to send them an email, you got some time, check out severancepaycalculator.com. Find out what your severance offer should really be worth. We're going to talk about termination of employees on disability leave. This could be a dicey subject for sure. So uh, describe a common situation
1: yeah and you know we talked about being on disability leave and coming back to work with well, mm-hmm. the corollary corollary of that is well, what happens if someone's being terminated while they're on a leave so a common scenario may be when someone is off work because of a medical condition uh and all of a sudden they get that letter from their employer well you know you're 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 not coming back we've you've lost your job, and the questions then arise, well, wait a second. Did I lose my job because I'm on a medical condition? What does it mean for my severance? Do I get a severance if I can't work? Uh, and, and how much severance do I get more or less? Uh, and uh, and what else am I owed? So that's what we're going to try to cover over the next segment, John.
0: Is it illegal to terminate an employee on disability leave?
1: So this is where the... the, uh, the or is, is it legal, I
0: guess? Can. Legal or illegal, right?
1: Legal or illegal. Yeah. Well, it's illegal to let someone go because they're on a disability leave. You cannot absolutely let someone go because of they're on a the leave. So you can't say, well, I'm upset that, that uh, this employee is off work for, because of a medical condition that's a pain in the butt, so I'm going to let them go. That's illegal. That's a human rights violation uh, right there, and an employer cannot ever do that. On the other hand, it is legal. It is legal to let someone go on a leave if they're on a leave as long as the termination has nothing to do with the leave. The classic example is we close down the department, we let everyone go in that department, including the person that's on a medical leave. Okay. In that case, clearly the termination has absolutely nothing to do with the fact that the employee was on the leave, Uh, the employee was one of several people that were let go, fine. There's still obviously an obligation to pay severance, but at least the termination is not illegal. So again, if you're let go because you're on a leave, even if that's part of the reason, that's illegal. If you're let go for reasons completely unrelated to your medical leave, that is okay, that's legal, as long as you get full severance.
0: I was just going to ask, you get full severance. It doesn't affect your severance at all even though you're not in the workplace.
1: Well, in fact, not only does it not affect your severance in a negative way, it may affect it in a positive way. So if you're uh, off work because of a medical condition and you, you can't work and you're you're let go for legitimate reasons, Well, you actually may get enhanced severance, Mm. more severance, simply because it's presumed that you can't actually be looking for work right now. If you can't work and you can't be looking for work, it's going to take you longer to find another job than if you were completely healthy. So because of that, you may get more severance. So one of the factors that we look at in deciding how much severance someone should get is whether that person is physically able to look for work. So if you're sick and it can't, you cannot be looking for work, you actually are owed more severance if you lose your job, not less severance, uh, and, and that, that extra amount can actually be quite significant.
0: Does the same thing apply for uh, maternity leave, pregnancy?
1: Well, yeah, in fact, no. not only does it apply, it's probably even more strict. Uh, when you're on a maternity leave, a parental leave of any kind, uh, an employer cannot let you go because of that leave. But beyond that, not only can the employer not let you go, The employer actually has a strict duty to take you back. The Employment Standards Act here in Ontario makes it clear that the employer has to take you back at the end of a a parental leave. So if you're let go for legitimate reasons, you know, three months into your 12-month parental leave, well, wait a second. My employer has to take me back at the end of 12 months. They let me go nine months before I'm supposed to come back. Well, how do they know that they don't have a job for me nine months from now? Uh, so that actually may be illegal. It may be illegal to let someone go much sooner before right. the end of their leave on the basis that you may think, well, I know I'm not going to have a job for, for this person nine, ten months from now. Well, how do you know that? You may You don't have a crystal ball. So the advice always for employer is just leave the employee be. If someone is on a maternity leave, a parental leave, and you think you don't have a job for them when they come back for legitimate reasons, it's okay to give them the heads up. But you cannot actually let them go until they're ready to return to work. At that point you have to do go through an analysis and figure out whether there is a job for them. If there is, you have to take them back. If there isn't, you can let them go, but obviously with full severance.
0: Is there a difference in the calculation for an employee on disability leave?
1: Yeah. Uh, an employee on a disability leave may get enhanced severance. An employee on a maternity leave may get enhanced severance because they're not uh, uh you know, because they have other things than the ability to look for work. So so someone, they may otherwise be getting 6 months severance. If they're not able to look for work, it'd be getting eight or nine or even 10 months severance. So a lot of people think that just because uh, I'm currently not able to work, well, I shouldn't be getting severance. Not only is that wrong, the opposite may be true. So more even more important than ever, when you lose your job while you're on a leave of absence, medical leave, parental leave, etc., to get that legal advice, because you actually may be owed more than you would be owed in the usual circumstances.
0: We'll take a, a short commercial leave here. No severance for this, though. You just got to stand by. <laughs> it's uh, 1-855-821-5900. And Lior at employmenthour.com. We'll bounce right back over to another one of your emails. In uh, just a few minutes here, stand by more of the Employment Hour uh, coming right up. Talk Radio AM 640 and AM 900 CHML. one 821 5900 is the number. And Leor L-I-O-R at employmenthour.com. you want to Toss an email our way in the last few minutes here. We'll get the one from Sean says, I, uh, I own a small business with five, count them five employees. One of the employees has recently gone off on a disability leave. I have no idea how long he will be away. Is there any way to find out? Can I hire someone to take over his job whilst he's gone?
1: Yeah, and, and this is a very common question that I get, uh, you know, and, and I understand the issue. If you're an employer, certainly if you're a small employer, and you have one of your employees leave, you still have a business to run and you don't know how long they're going to be gone. So it could be quite problematic, quite uh, quite, uh, stressful even. So the first thing I say is try to find out, try to get the information. As I said earlier on the show, it's okay to ask the question of the employee how long they're going to be off. It's okay to ask the employee to get something from a doctor telling you how long they expect to be off. Now, remember, just because a doctor says, I expect the employee to be off for 30 days does not mean that that's a guarantee that the employee is going to come back in 30 days. It's quite often that what happens is after 30 days, the employee is still not able to come back to work, and the medical leave has to get extended. Yeah. But at least it gives you some idea as to what to expect. So the first thing I'd say is try to find out the information. Now, if in the meantime you, need, you feel you need to hire someone to continue doing the job, to run the business, that's okay. You, you you can't stop running the business just because an employee is off on a medical leave. Now, only make that only bring someone in if you feel that's really the only way that you can't continue uh, with the position not being filled. Right. Ideally, if you know someone's going to be coming back, try to continue without the position being filled until the person comes back to work. But if that's not an option, if you need to to, to have someone in that position. That's okay. Do that, bring someone in, fill that position, and then you'd have to deal with the employee coming back from a disability leave when he or she is ready to do so. At that point, if there's legitimately no job for them, you may have to pay severance, so account for that. Understand that just because you you had no choice but to hire someone does not mean that you won't be paying severance to the employee on a medical leave. You will have to pay full severance, but it is okay to bring someone to do the job when you have an employee on a medical leave of absence. If the
0: new person you bring in is better, you like them better, can you keep them and give the other person severance and let them go?
1: Uh, You can keep them as long as it's not a uh, a, a maternity leave situation. With a medical leave situation, yeah, it's okay to bring someone else in and realize, wait a second, I like them better. Yeah, better performer Uh, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it is okay to do that. You still have to try to find another job for the employee that on medical leave. Oh, okay. Uh, but uh, with respect to someone that's on a on a maternity leave, that is absolutely illegal. You cannot uh, say, well, I hired your replacement while you were off. I like them better, so I'm going to let you go. No way. That's illegal. That happens, by the way, John. So often I see that. Cannot do that. Illegal human rights violation, Employment Standards Act violations, bad news. So you can't do that on maternity leave. You have more flexibility to do that on a medical leave.
0: Don't mess with mama or data.
1: Do not mess with mama ever ever, and always. Remember that.
0: Todd says, after I was let go, I called the Ministry of Labor and they told me, of course, that I'm only entitled to three-week severance for my employer after I worked for three years. Uh, I accepted the company's five-week severance offer. Sounded good. After listening to your show, yeah, using the severance calculator, it seems I was owed ooh, just a little bit more. Is there anything I can do?
1: Man, oh, man, oh, man. You You can cry, Yeah. (laughs) yeah, Crying probably is is what I would do right now. And You know, I I am sorry to hear that, and and I wish I could tell you this was the only time or the first time I've heard that, but, man, I've heard it so many times. You've been made an offer by your employer, a, a severance offer. You call the Ministry of Labor, ask them, is this good or not? They tell you, yeah, it is. You accept it, thinking, okay, it's good. And then you realize, wait a second, not only was it not good, it was less than 25 cents on the dollar. Uh, that's that's a terrible situation, and that's why I, I hammer this point on the show all the time. You cannot, should not, ever contact the Ministry of Labor for termination advice. Overtime advice, vacation pay advice, hours of work advice, yes, absolutely no problem. Not termination advice, because they cannot advise you with respect to your full entitlements and in fact by not advising you about your full entitlements they'll mislead you. So in in this situation Todd no unfortunately you are stuck with it you you accepted probably you know a quarter or less of from what you owed it's not your fault but in this situation it's it's a live and learn type of a situation you should know everyone else should know when you lose your job call me call another lawyer if you don't like me that's fine use the severance calculator but do not call the ministry of labor.
0: It's just so irritating. I mean, fine they can't give the you know, they don't have lawyers there. They can't give the correct advice, but at least they can say this is what we know. We suggest you seek legal advice for any other opportunity. like guys. Yeah. Like, exactly. So frustrating.
1: It, it is it you know, it, here's the line, John. Your, your minimum entitlements are this. You may have additional entitlements for that you have to seek legal advice. That Full was stop. difficult. Done. Yeah.
0: That was tough, How right? How difficult is yeah.
1: that? And I've been advocating this for years and years. And if they did that, a lot of people are not going to be in the same situation as, as Todd was uh, when they accept a lot less than their owed, you know, to the tune of tens of thousands of dollars, John. Time. Uh, and then realize that there's nothing you can do about it.
0: Another jam-packed show. Till next time, I'm going to give you some contacts here. It's uh, Leor L I O R at employmenthour.com. You want to send Leor an email? If you had questions today, you didn't get them answered uh, two different ways. You can call him at one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred, or go to terminationquestions.com. Again, drop down menu. Chances are your question has been asked in the last several years and answered quite thoroughly. If not, you type it in there; it will be answered. And you want to know, not Ministry of Labor. You want to know what your severance really should be. Go to severancepaycalculator.com. Till next time, the Employment Hour right here. Talk Radio AM 640 and AM 900, CHML.